Well, have you ever hoped for something? I'll bet you have. Maybe it's, um, for some of the kids out there, maybe it's a birthday present. Uh, Maybe you're looking forward to Christmas already. I know our kids are already asking me how many sleeps it is to Christmas. But in the Bible, there are so many examples of hope and people hoping for things to come to pass. Abraham hoped for a son. Moses hoped for a promised land. Joseph hoped for freedom. Hannah hoped for a child. Moses also hoped for freedom from slavery. The Egyptians hoped for deliverance. Esther hoped to save her race. David hoped to be like God. Jonah hoped simply to get out of a whale. And I bet no one here this morning listening has ever found themselves in a whale. But what what are you hoping for today? Well, if I'd have asked you that question a few months ago, perhaps we would have got a different answer than we would right now. Maybe your hope today is simply that you stay healthy or that your family stays healthy and that your parents are safe or that your kids are safe or, or your community is safe or that you can keep your job. You know, it's, it's a really tricky time for so many people and I don't want to make light of that this morning. But maybe you're also just hoping that you can get that six-pack of toilet paper in the supermarket without being rugby tackled. I went into the supermarket the other day and um, I thought, look, I'm not going to be dramatic and go straight to the toilet paper aisle. I'm going to do my normal thing and just go from left. Does anyone else go left to right at the supermarket? I don't know. Maybe you could comment on that and Facebook and tell me because I'm not sure if everyone does that because we drive on the left side of the road. But I always go to the left in the supermarket, weave my way through every aisle and back out the other end. Well, I knew that the toilet paper aisle was about three quarters of the way along and this was about 9.30 in the morning. So I thought, you know, if there's any toilet paper left, I'm going to have to really casually make my way there. So I casually went straight to the toilet paper aisle and would you believe it, there was one six-pack of toilet paper left in the whole aisle, which I just really casually took and just placed in my trolley as though, you know, I didn't really care that I just got the last pack and hope there was no one that needed it more than me that I would have to actually give it to. <laughs> so maybe you're hoping for toilet paper. Maybe you're hoping that when you go to the supermarket, you can get mints or, or wheat bix or pasta or whatever it is. But maybe you're hoping for something a lot deeper and a lot more personal for you. Maybe it's um, you know, something quite deep for you. Maybe uh, you're hoping for peace or, or security or, or, or for you know, a relationship repair. Um, in your family or something that's broken down for you. Maybe you're just hoping to get through this season of isolation in your home. Maybe, like me, you're not used to being on your own. Not that I'm on my own. Um, I have a few people around you. But for some of you, you find yourself, you know, literally on your own in isolation and it doesn't suit you. Maybe you're just hoping to get through that. Or maybe, perhaps like me, you're hoping to get through homeschooling. One of the things I hadn't thought of when I sort of said, I think schools should be uh, closed, was perhaps that I might have to do homeschooling. Maybe I wasn't thinking well enough. But it's an interesting time. No one uh, thought of that. Hilarious. So far, we've made craft and chased the kids around the house. 
We've done numbers and maths and chased the kids around the house. We've learnt sounds and reading and chased the kids around the house. We've done puzzles and I've chased the kids around the house. I seem to be constantly saying, school hasn't finished, come and sit down. We've added stickers to good behaviour charts and we've removed stickers from good behaviour charts and then we've added stickers to good behaviour charts and we've removed stickers from good behaviour charts and you get the picture. And I'm just hoping we can get through this season. It's all very well to do it one day and even one week. But uh, homeschooling for a number of months, it's a big ask. And all the parents out there, if you're, you're tackling it, you're doing well. You're doing well if you can get your kids just to sit and do anything in this season. And maybe you're just hoping just to get through this season. It's a tough one. And for some, it's tougher than others. And we want to know, want you to know that um, for Dave and I and as a church, that we want to be with you in this season. We can't physically be with you. Someone may be able to be. Maybe we can from time to time. But in every other way that we can, that we can work together and um, be together in this. Anyway, hope is good and hope is important. And sometimes, to be honest, hope is all we have whether it be to survive homeschooling or to survive a cancer battle. Hope is so much a part of that. C.S. Lewis said, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. And Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. Hope is such an important part of a Christian's life. Romans 15.13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So whoever you are and wherever you are this morning, I just want to encourage you. Perhaps you're full of hope. Perhaps you're just jumping out of your skin, full of hope for the opportunities that will come at the end of this season or perhaps you're actually struggling to find it within yourself to find hope at this time. And I would be sure that watching this church online, whether it's watching it live today or watching it later on, there will be people that are struggling to find hope and there will be people reveling in their hope. But if you fit into any of those categories or anywhere in between, We want you to know uh, that we stand with you in seeking that hope and we'll be praying for you at the end. I want to move on to the second part of my message and that's where I want to talk about faith. Hope in and of itself is not the only solution. Hope is not greater or lesser than faith, but faith is where we need to direct our hope. Faith is revealed by hope. And hope is what gives confidence to our faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the NIV version, Now faith is confident 
confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And in the NLT, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, I have brought with me this morning two teddy bears from home. Well, actually, they're rabbits. And I'm just thinking that if my kids are watching this at home, I'm sorry. Because one of the rabbits has uh, lost its uh, stuffing. But it kind of looks cute. Yeah? Looks cute. (laughs) I think he needs a good cuddle because he looks kind of sad, doesn't he? Hello, Rabbi. Hello, Rabbi. But faith without hope is kind of like this rabbit. I can't remember if we named it or not. I feel like I should have named it because right now it would be a really good thing to give you a name. But at the moment you're just looking really forlorn and lost. But we have over here hope. <laughs> now let's see if I can do this. One of, I think one of the 101 rules of doing your first ever recording Uh, live of a sermon is to not have props. Well, I've failed 101 and I'm going to give it a go. So I was told I could and we're just going to have fun here, okay? So so just just work with me. But here I have a bag of hope. Who'd like one of these? I think we all need one of these from time to time. And if I uh, hope, it says there in Hebrews chapter 1, Uh, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. Hope and faith work together. Faith and hope are distinctive and yet different and they're complementary. And for faith to really find its substance, it needs to be filled with hope. So here we go. I don't think I'm going to stuff the whole thing and I think there's going to be quite a a lot on the ground. But let's just get the picture of this. This is a bag of hope and we need to fill our lives and fill our rabbits and our toys with hope. We need more and more of it. Now, hope is an interesting thing because when I did a lot of reading about hope, I found that hope is a choice that we make. We choose to hope, but also hope is a gift that God gives us. Hope is a gift. So I'm just going to take this uh, hope and I'm going to fill, sort of, Feel my, my rabbit. I hope you're all staying with me. I hope you're laughing with me and not at me out there in the community, wherever you are. But as I feel my rabbit, now look, I prepared one earlier. You'll be pleased to know that you can just, just, just grab this other one. Here we have faith. Okay. Faith is hope filled and faith has substance now. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. And hope and faith work together to create substance. So just keep that in mind. I'll pop my rabbit back there and his little friend, I will um, fix him up later. He, just so that you know, he already had a hole in him. I didn't actually make a hole in him. And it's what gave me the idea to, to do that. Fill the faith bear with the filling of hope and it stands tall and it stands with confidence. You need to fill your life with hope, but you need to, to couple that hope with faith this morning. Hope and faith working together. Faith and hope, they are distinct and yet different. They are complementary. Without faith, there is no hope. And without hope, there is no true faith. 
But if we, we need to shift our thinking from a stance of hope, simply hope, to an action of faith. Now, there's nothing wrong with hope. Hope is a biblical uh, gift, a biblical principle that God encourages us all the time to have. But it's so easy for us to get a little bit uh, lackluster in our hope. Oh, I hope it all works out. Oh, I hope that, you know, they know my heart because I can't really do any more than I've done. I kind of hope it's all going to be okay. But faith is where action takes place. And faith is, is, is the action of our hope in a sense. Hope is like standing at the starting line, looking down the track. And, but faith is like taking off and running the race. Hope is a beautiful thing, but it can also enable us to stand in a passive place of wishful thinking, as I've already said. Oh, I hope it works out. I hope it's enough to get me by and I hope I get an invite. Hope is beautiful and hope should be so much more than that because hope is more than wishful thinking. And I don't think that that's the kind of hope that God is calling us toward. The hope God draws us toward is a hope that fuels our faith. It gives faith its confidence and its expression. Just like the rabbit that I feel with hope, the hope gave that rabbit, well, perhaps, I haven't asked it, but confidence and expression. It gives that rabbit stance and hope uh, filling you gives you that confidence and that stance. Don't stand in a passive form of wishful hope. Don't stand in a passive form of wishful hope, but let your hope ignite you into the action of faith. How does that sound? To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. And that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 again. Faith is as much something that we pursue as it is a gift that is given by God in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6. And we encourage you to look up these verses in your own time. We um, are not reading them all for the sake of time in our church online, but we encourage you to, to write all of these things down or look back over and through the week to be looking up these verses and perhaps even studying them together as a family. The existence of faith is measured by action. By faith, Abel offered. By, na- by faith, Noah prepared. By faith, Moses led. By faith, Abraham left. Read all of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, we don't sit in our chair and wish things can be better, but fueled by a hope that we have in Jesus, we are compelled to step up and step out. We are called to take action. What's that action look like? At the moment, it's different. It's a different time. And I'm not going out and not doing anything stupid. That's not what faith is about in this time. That action that I'm talking about is not about, you know, not ignoring the government's guidelines and and claiming that God will protect us because that's actually just stupid. Sorry, I said stupid on live church. I would have said it if we were gathered together anyway, so I guess that's okay. God asks us to follow the directions of those who have authority over us, of course, and to adhere to the laws of our land. It's for our own safety and our own good. And we don't flaunt our faith 
in a sort of pseudo-faith sort of confidence and sense of entitlement that I'll be reckless and endanger the life of others and God will protect me. That's not the sort of faith that God requires of us in this time. In actual fact, that's arrogance. And we don't want to go there, church. We don't want to be a church that arrogantly uh, says, you know, God will protect me, so I'll do whatever I like. We need to find a way of faith in action in this season. We need to find a way within the context of the isolation that we find ourselves in. We find our expression of faith within the context of the government's recommendation. And this will speak more for the church and for God than any reckless or foolhardy behavior that we flaunt under people's noses. Real faith is shown in the way that we speak to our workmates. You know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of worry out there. And you and and me, we've all got those concerns. There's plenty, you know, in the natural that can then frighten us. We don't know uh, whether we'll keep our jobs we don't know um, how to, you know, whether our parents are going to be okay or whether we're going to be okay. Perhaps you've got an underlying health issue and you're thinking, wow, you know, is this, is this it? Perhaps you're, you're sitting in that place. And, and it's a different season and we need to find a different way to express our faith. And your workmates, if you're still going to work or maybe you're just having Zoom calls uh, for meetings and working from home, but one way or another, we're still connecting with one another. And there is a place within that context to find where you can outwork your faith. Yeah? Our faith is made evidence in our prayers. It's in the conversations with our neighbours. It's in the peace and the hope that we have within because of the assurance we have in Christ. You know, check up on your neighbours. Check up on one another. When you're prompted, make that call to someone in, in our church or or beyond. You know, we want to reach out to our community and be and, and take that assurance that we have in Christ and, and help others as well. Our faith is made evident in our prayers. Pray for our planet. Pray for our government. Pray for the government and health departments that are working on the front line. We have members of our church that are working in some of those departments. And we need to pray for them and pray for the wider groups. Pray for our church. Pray for our families. Pray for our neighbours and stand in the gap for our communities. And a lot of that is what faith in action is for us at the moment. Perhaps you can get out and deliver a meal to a neighbour. That's great. But for many of you, it's not safe to do so and that's okay too. The actions of our faith can be just as loud in a season of lockdown. Did you know that? the actual expression of our faith to one another can be just as significant, in fact, even more significant in a season of isolation. And the evidence of our faith can still be heard over a cacophony of fear. You know, it's just made me realise this season that it doesn't matter what comes against the church. When I say the church... Our minds are, of course, to the gathering of people. And we know that church is not about just a gathering and a building. We've been talking about that for years. And it's interesting that we're now in a time where we actually have to live that out. But, you know, it doesn't matter what comes against the church. It continues to remain strong. And God has a plan and a purpose for it. And it actually says in the Bible that the gates of hell can come against it, but it will never fall because Jesus Christ 
uh, orchestrated the church to be a light to the planet, a light to the world and a solution for humanity and a relationship with Christ. And though we're apart, we're not meeting together, we're actually more together in many ways than, than ever we have been. And I'd like, I, I would say we'll be stronger than ever as a result of this change in season. And we will come out the other end as a stronger church. And, and I'm not talking about just our church here. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ, even right across the planet. I think that in a time like this, where our faith and our hope is tested and it's challenged and we ask questions and people around us are asking questions, it's a time for us to consolidate our faith and to understand and to, to not sort of become sort of uh, wish, uh, wishful and, and passive in our thinking as we're sitting back in our homes. I mean, we've got an enforced time in our homes. You know, I would have longed for that once. If only someone made me stay home for a month, I would have thought that was great. All of a sudden, we're thrust in that situation and we, we want the opposite. But maybe this is a time where we can build ourselves as families, we can build ourselves in the Word of God, and we can actually connect in more ways than we ever have before. And perhaps we can get a greater understanding of what God intends the church to be. The gathering together, of course, it's part of God's plan for us as a church. That's where we get our fellowship and our, our, we rub shoulders and we, uh, we get support and we get encouraged together. And, you know, I've pretty well seen it time and time again when we're alone and we're separate and we choose not to attend church. It's much harder to be encouraged. And here we are. We can't attend church together. And yet we need to find new ways of encouraging one another. And so I want to encourage you uh, that God hasn't begun a good work in us to see it fail, to see us fail. He hasn't done that. Though we're apart, we're more together than ever and we're stronger as a body of believers in some way when we're separated than even when we're together. As our faith and belief is consolidated in this season, the church will rise through this season and into the next as our collective faith is strengthened and established in a God who has led us this far and will not let us down now. It says in Hosea 13.5, and uh, God's talking to, to Moses and he's talking to the, to the Israelites and he says, I took care of you in the desert and it was a land of burning heat. And then Joshua 1.5, he says, I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. And I want to finish this morning. I want to leave you with this verse as I finished this morning. And thank you so much for listening. If you're still there and you haven't gone off and, and found something else to do or you're in the garden gardening, thank you for staying with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I just want to finish now and leave you with this one verse. It's actually two verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 12 to 13. Now we see only a dim likeness of things. It is as if we were seeing them in a mirror. But someday we will see clearly, we will see face to face. What I know now is not complete, but someday I will know completely just as God knows me completely. The three most important things to have are faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. And what I'm hoping is that next time I share with you 
if Dave lets me, <laughs> is that I'll be talking to you all about love. So God bless you and thank you so much for taking the time to listen.